the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. If you're tuning in, this is uh, your. Uh, if you're tuning in, this is your host, Al Fadi, and you're listening to Let Us Reason. And I want to welcome you back again to uh, this podcast that uh, was made possible by your prayer, by your faithful support, and we thank you for your partnership. Uh, a, a few have been uh, tracking with us for the last couple of weeks. You've noticed that we have a, uh, a great brother in the Lord and a visitor with us, Sam Shimon. We're giving him a break today, but uh, he will come back again in the following weeks to continue with our uh, uh, topics that we have started, it, which is uh, a combination of talking about the hate dilemma in general, but also we ventured into a very sensitive topic that has to do with the fact that since our Muslim friends critique the idea that how can Jesus, who is God, be praying to the Father, in their mind, he's praying to himself if he's God. And obviously, that's a complete, uh, basically, uh, um, you know, I want to say lack of understanding of how the Trinity works and the fact that he is the Son of God. And therefore, as the Son of God in obedience to the Father, he is modeling to us what's it like to be in obedience to God, and why would he be praying to the Father? And there is nothing absolutely wrong with that. The scripture is very clear that because of the love to the Father and obedience to the Father and being our perfect example, Jesus had to do things like this, not to mention that uh, part of it is to fulfill scripture as well. After all, he is God incarnate. But if that's the premise that our Muslim friends are using to challenge the deity of Christ, and to basically say he cannot be God if he is praying to God, then, you know, Sam Shamoon and myself turn the table around and says, if that's your premise, then you have a bigger problem because Allah apparently is praying also. And who is he praying to? I mean, uh, Sam, I, I want to quote him. He says, for the life of me, I don't even know. No Muslim, I've yet to answer this. Who is he praying to? I mean, we know that Jesus is praying to the Father as the Son of God praying to the Father. But who is Allah praying to? Himself? I mean, does that make sense to you? Why would he do something like this? What is the purpose behind him even praying to himself? So that's why we were talking about that. But today, I want to take a pause from all of this. I want to just give you updates only. Today is going to be the usual updates and also giving you a flavor as to why, you know, uh, we need to keep hammering out the idea that uh, Muhammad is a central figure for the Muslim faith or the Islamic faith. And without him, uh, Muslims really uh, are unable whatsoever to substantiate 
anything. In fact, we would argue that Muhammad actually is the supreme deity for Islam. He is the central figure for Islam. And without his existence in the life of a Muslim, there is no hope for salvation. And let me tell you what I mean by this. Uh, for instance, uh, if you were to go to my Facebook page, alfadi.sira, and a post that I had there on February 15th, and you would look at this post, I called it devastating dilemma. Intentionally, it is a devastating dilemma. In there, I quoted basically the essence, I didn't quote the actual verse, but the essence of chapter 9, verse 103, where we read that Muhammad's prayer for the believers and him receiving uh, alms givens from them is necessary to purify the Muslim believers and therefore giving them peace and hope. Okay? So this is why such a thing is crucial. In fact, uh, here is what it says. Uh, of their wealth, take alms that you basically might purify and sanctify them. And then the second step is and pray on their behalf. Verily, your prayers are a source of peace or a source of security for them. And Allah is the one who hears and knows. That's basically one of the translations of chapter 9, verse 103. And the question is very simple. This is speaking of Muhammad. And Muhammad needs to take, you know, sadaqah, tithe, basically, almgiving, charity, basically, from the Muslims. And when he receives these, that will become necessary for him when he receives it to purify these Muslims. Purify him from what? From sin. Purify him from sin. Who's purifying them? Muhammad is the one who's purifying the Muslim from sin. He didn't say Allah will purify him. He didn't say if you receive Allah will. No, it says you will purify him from sin. Here is a divine prerogative applied to Muhammad that he himself will be the one who's going to purify Muslims from sin and he will sanctify them. This is the role of the Holy Spirit, actually, in our life as believers in Christ. But yet Muhammad is the one who apparently is going to sanctify the Muslims. So for the life of me, please help me understand this. If Muhammad is dead today and has been dead for 14 centuries, how is it then you as a Muslim living in the 21st century could have a hope of being purified by Muhammad and being sanctified by Muhammad unless you truly believe Muhammad is still alive or Muhammad is like God, his spirit is divine, and therefore, even though his body is dead, he is still able to purify you, receive these charities from you, and he will be able to sanctify you. Do you see why I'm calling it a devastating dilemma? Because it's very clear that Quran is elevating Muhammad to a status of being God, even above God himself. Because God came at the end of this passage saying that God hears and knows it didn't say that he has anything to do with the process itself of purifying, of sanctifying, and of giving peace. So this is why myself and Sam, we've been hammering out things like this. Because it's absolutely essential for our Muslim friends to pay attention to the languages like this. Now, here is the dilemma in here. If you tell me this verse, chapter 9, verse 103, no longer applies because that was only valid at the days of Muhammad, then you're telling me this verse has been canceled. Why in the world is it there to begin with? What's the purpose behind it? 
And if it is canceled, then you have no hope of being purified, sanctified, or receiving peace. So you tell me now, which way is it? Is Muhammad still in charge, purifying you, sanctifying you, and giving you peace and security? Or you no longer have that hope, and therefore you're on your own? This is why we ask these kind of questions. And this is why we want our Muslim friends to just begin to examine these things. This is extremely important. These things are extremely valuable questions that we're asking. I mean, let's take a journey, some, uh, for, for instance, through a couple of passages in the Quran. In Surah Al-Ahzab, verse 21, it says, You have an excellent model in the Messenger of Allah for all who put their hope in Allah and the last day and remember Allah much. So Muhammad here is your model. You have to, without him, basically, without following his model, you have no hope of anything, basically. This is why we say Jesus, who is still living, and the Quran even acknowledged that he's still living, is our model. He is God incarnate. He's the word of Allah. He's the word of God who appeared in the flesh. That's why we follow his model. And as a model for us, he would pray to the Father in obedience. He would pray to God in obedience, giving us that perfect model. So why is it okay to speak of a prophet that is dead as the model versus someone who is living today, even according to the Quran? In chapter 3 of the Quran, verse 164, we read the following. Allah showed great kindness. Another translation will say showed grace to the believers. Who are the believers? The Muslims. Allah showed grace to the Muslim believers who, when he sent a messenger to them. So Muhammad is a sign of grace. Exactly taken straight from the pages of the Bible because Jesus is the act of grace of God. It is by grace, by faith, we've been saved. By what? How, how did this work? When Jesus took away our sin by going to the cross, by dying on the cross for our sin, by rising from the dead. That's the grace of God that, that was given to us by being the perfect sacrifice, by being the Lamb of God. But here the Quran is stealing all of that and applying it to Muhammad. So Muhammad is the sign of grace from Allah given to the believers by basically um, coming to them to do what? To recite his ayah, his signs. Some will say that's the Quran. To purify them, okay? And to teach them the book and wisdom, even though before that they were clearly misguided. And here is there is a boatload of things, by the way. Number one, Muhammad is your guidance, even though he's dead. Muhammad is the one and the object of purification for you, not God. Muhammad is the source of your wisdom, okay? And on top of this, this is a proof that Muslims were misguided before the coming of Muhammad. What does that mean? I'm going to give you a biblical translation. They were sinful before the coming of Muhammad. All have sinned and fell short of the glory of God. That's what the Bible teaches. Here the Quran confirms this. People were misguided, were sin, uh, sinful, and therefore by God sending gracefully to them a prophet from among them, therefore now 
they are guided and purified. Now, I would argue also, is this speaking only to the Arabs? If that's the case, then what about the other people who are non-Arabs? Who's going to save them now? But if this is sent to all of humanity, then in this case, this proves that all of humanity basically is sinful, which proves what the Bible says. So do you see why we raise these kind of questions? Those are extremely important. Again, for reference, if you tune it in, this is Al-Fadi and you're listening to Let Us Reason. And I was basically talking about the importance of Muhammad, even from the Quran to Uh, for the essence of purifying the believers today, the the Muslims, basically, and giving them security and hope and guiding them back to the straight path. This is coming, for instance, one example is in chapter 3 of the Quran, verse 164, showing that while Muhammad is dead today, he is the sign of grace from Allah sent to mankind. I would argue if this is speaking of mankind, then it proves that before Muhammad, mankind was misguided. Right now, you can say, well, I thought you said Jesus came to save. Absolutely. God doesn't do a double jeopardy thing. Okay, he doesn't send Jesus and then changes his mind and send Muhammad again to uh, help people uh, get out of their sinful nature and become guided. Not at all. It was already finished on the cross. But the Quran ventured into this. The Quran, you know, basically walked into this argument by making this claim. So if you say. Chapter 3, verse 164, talking about people who were misguided before the coming of Muhammad as being the Arabs, then who is going to save the non-Arabs? And if it is speaking to all of humanity, then you have just proved to us that what the Bible teaches as, for instance, in Romans 5, verse 12, Romans 5, verse 12, that sin entered this world by one man. Okay, what's the proof? Because death entered. Okay, and if all died, then all sinners what is, who's that one man? That's Adam. Adam sinned, and as a result of this, the wages of sin are death. He died. We all inherited dead. We all died. Therefore, we're all sinners. That's the argument, the brilliant argument of the Bible, an argument that is very logical. It doesn't require a brain surgeon to think about it. We all die. Okay? Even Jesus had to die to conquer death and rose again from the death. Okay? So, this is the problem. This, this is why we have these kind of arguments that we like to raise all the time. Listen, for instance, to Surah Al-Fatih, chapter 48 of the Quran, uh, verse 8 to 10. Uh, Surah Al-Fatih, it says the following. We have sent you bearing witness, speaking about Muhammad. We have sent you bearing witness Bringing good news. Here you go. Once again, this is a gospel. Bringing the gospel. Bringing the grace. You know, the, the, the good news of the gospel. Warning. So that you might all believe in Allah and his messenger. Okay. As well as honor, respect, and glorify him. Who is speaking to? It's speaking about Muhammad. You have to honor Muhammad Respect Muhammad and glorify Muhammad. These are divine prerogatives. These are things applied to God only, yet they are applied to Muhammad. Okay? Read it in Arabic. You're going to see that. These personal pronouns are in reference to the object who is Muhammad. Muhammad is the object of this. Okay? He is the subject here that is being referred to, to be honored, to be respected, and to be glorified. Okay? When? In the morning and in the evening. Those who pledge their allegiance to you, Muhammad, 
pledge allegiance to Allah. Equality between Muhammad and Allah. Pledging an allegiance to Muhammad is exactly as if you're pledging an allegiance to Allah. Look what Allah says, okay, uh, to Allah. Allah's hand is over there. So if your hand, Muhammad, is over theirs when they shake your hand, it's Allah's hand is over there. Now somebody will say, well, wait a minute. This has to do with a specific historical event, basically, uh, that took place back at the days of Muhammad, okay? When there were this allegiance of that Hudaybiyah and Muhammad was making this pact with certain Arab tribes. Okay, well, why do we have this today here? This is canceled. Is that what you're telling me? If it is canceled, then you don't have to pledge allegiance to Muhammad. He's dead already. You see the dilemmas that are there? That's why we raise flags like this. This is why we bring up issues like this, because we want our Muslim friends to, for God's sake, use your mind to think about these logical arguments. This is coming straight from the Quran. I'm not the one who's, by the way, saying it. The Quran itself is speaking like this. Go and explore some of the commentaries. Go to Al-Tafsir, altafsir.com. Go to the English section. If you don't know how to read Arabic, go to the English section. Some of the commentators in there, like... Uh, uh, you know, like Ibn Abbas Tafsir, basically, uh, Al-Mikbas fi Tafsir Ibn Abbas, uh, in there, he clearly states things like this. I mean, th- these commentators are so honest in their explanations and interpretations that they say exactly what we're saying. I mean, we're not really fabricating things here. And if you read Arabic, you'll even get more information because the Arabic is even more exhaustive in ex- explanation of things like this. Once again, this is why we call these things dilemmas. And uh, maybe I'll show you one more. In Surah Al-Hashr, Surah Al-Hashr, chapter 7, it says, you should accept whatever the messenger gives you and abandon whatever he tells you to abandon. Okay? Please tell me that this doesn't apply today. Okay? Because it's obvious this is applicable to all Muslims today. Muhammad is dead, but his word lives, okay? His commands live. Therefore, you are commanded today to obey Muhammad's instructions. And then it says, have taqwa of Allah, meaning be righteous, okay? Be fearful of God. Why? Because you are required to obey Muhammad, the signs of you being fearful to God is obeying Muhammad and his teaching. Once again, we are asking you to show us how in the world would you show that if Muhammad is dead? And this is why we would like basically for you to comprehend things like this argument. So let me just summarize what we've been talking about today. We've been just giving you a quick overview as to what happened in the last couple of weeks when I have Sam Shamon here uh, with me in the studio and we've been talking about some of the problems in terms of why Allah is praying to himself and does that mean Allah cannot be God because the Muslims use this argument all the time against Jesus saying if Jesus is praying to God, then he himself cannot be God. Okay, well fine, you know, if that's how you think, we have an answer for that. But if you are using this argument, you have just shut yourself in the foot, sadly, because Allah is praying and this coming from the Quran. Go and listen to those episodes. And today I showed you also the importance of Muhammad in the life of a Muslim. Even today, unless Muhammad, because of his death, his commands and his teachings are not applicable today. Therefore, there are passages in the Quran that has been canceled. I have no idea why they're still there. Or if you tell me they're still valid, 
then you have just proved to me that Muhammad is the God of Islam and the God of the Quran. Now, before we, um, you know, we're approaching the end of our episode, before we get there, I want you to uh, be uh, basically on alert that brand new videos will be released soon. One of it has to do with the Tawheed Dilemma that I did with Sam Shimon. Uh, the other one are more video series that we're doing in the Quranic manuscripts and a couple of other issues, myself and Jay Smith. And soon also, we'll be doing apologetic videos with Anthony Rogers and more scripture twisting coming later this year with David Wood and Sam Shimon. And we possibly will have a dear brother by the name Robert Spencer, who is the founder of Jihad Watch. I encourage you to go to that blog. And he and I will be doing brand new series on political Islam. We'll talk about jihad and terrorism. We'll talk about ISIS. We'll talk about Sharia law and multiple topics like this. And we are going to launch a brand new section on our website called the Learning Platform, which is professional lectures and video series for uh, groups to basically use to study and to interact about their, uh, various issues uh, biblical issues, apologetic issues, leadership issues, things that has to do with biblical ethics, uh, treatment of others as well, how to love your neighbors and so on and so forth. But then we'll have political Islamic issues as well. And we will focus on all kind of things. Uh, if you are into the manuscripts of the Quran, uh, you can watch uh, videos that will be uh, released between me and, and Jay Smith as well. So uh, once again, I want to remind you, to kindly consider subscribing to our YouTube channel, Sira International, YouTube channel called Sira International, and that's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Please subscribe there. You'll begin to receive notifications whenever these videos are released. And at the same time, we uh, encourage you to also uh, consider supporting us through Patreon. Patreon in there, there is a uh, link for Patreon, you become a Patreon patron, and believe it or not, you can even donate as little as $1 and as much as you like. All of these donations help us uh, pay for airwaves to stay on the air for podcasts like this, to even uh, pay for productions of videos, which is not cheap, by the way. I'm sure you know that. And we thank you. Those of you who have committed to doing this, we thank you. And those of you who are prayerfully considering, we want to thank you in advance. And... Uh, uh, go and visit also our website, sirainternational.com. You'll find a section in there about Let Us Reason, but you can also access Let Us Reason through iTunes, through Omni Studio, through SoundCloud, and you can also go to the website to watch some of our lectures, video series, and many other things as well, in addition to YouTube, of course, that is exhaustive. You can also connect with us through Facebook. My own personal Facebook page is alfadi.sira. Again, Sira is C as in Charlie, alfadi.sira, alfadi.sira. You can also follow us and interact with us uh, through uh, two ministry pages. One is called The Alfadi, T-H-E, Alfadi, one word, The Alfadi, and the other one is Sira International. So you have multiple means to interact with us, be part of that community, share with the Muslims who interact with us, uh, uh, reach out to me in, with private message, go to the website, Sira International, and send me an email if you like. There are so many ways we can connect with each other. We thank you again from the bottom of our heart for your partnership, your prayers, and 
your support of our ministry. And once again, please consider to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Sierra International. We encourage you to privately consider to become a Patreon patron to support us with as little as $1, as much as the Lord puts in your heart. And don't forget also to visit our dear brother Sam Shamoon's also YouTube channel called Shamonian. And soon he will change it to Answer in Islam. And uh, that way you can also track some of his own videos as well. We want to be a blessing to the dear brother. Once again, thank you so much. May the Lord bless you richly. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.